this is Father Toby live in Cambridge with your word for today. And I want to begin today with our uh, first reading, again taken from the letter to the to the Hebrews as we continue this um, reading of, of Hebrews in the next couple of weeks. And this is from chapter 2. Since all the children share the same blood and flesh, Christ too shared equally in it, so that by his death he could take away all the power of the devil, who had power over death, and set free all those who had been held in slavery all their lives by the fear of death. For it was not the angels that he took to himself. He took to himself descent from Abraham. It was essential that he should in this way become completely like his brothers, so that he could be a compassionate and trustworthy high priest of God's religion, able to atone for human sins. That is, because he has himself been through temptation, he is able to help others who are tempted. Now, it might not shock you if you've been listening to me lately that I'm going to mention C.S. Lewis. It will, however, shock you if you've been listening lately that I'm going to somewhat disagree with him. Because inspired by our first reading from the Hebrews we've just heard, I want to speak about the atonement. Now, Lewis, in his amazing series of broadcasts, turned into the book Mere Christianity. Um, and he may have ended up deciding differently and written somewhere else, but I'm not aware of it. If he did, I beg his forgiveness. But in his Mere Christianity, he said that it doesn't really matter how the atonement works so long as we believe that it does. In other words, it doesn't matter what Christ is doing on the cross, how it's effective, we just have to believe that it is effective. Now, obviously, I think that we do have to believe that it does work what Christ does on the cross. But I also think that it does matter that we try to understand how it works and that how it works and our understanding of it has an impact on how we live. Because what you think matters and because what you think should affect how you live and if it doesn't, you need to think about how you're living. It's really important that we avoid the split that has started to become popular in some circles between dogma, um, which sometimes gets seen as something for theologians in ivory towers, used as an insult, he's so dogmatic, um, that we avoid the split between dogma and between, say, pastoral theology, which you expect your parish priests to, to be familiar with, and which says in a, in a certain way, it doesn't so matter, m matter so much what we actually think about Jesus, who he was and what he did, does, just so long as we try to follow his example. Um, and Jesus becomes more of a moral exemplar rather than the person of Christ really, really mattering. But Jesus tells us that the truth will set you free and also that he is the way and the truth and the life. And the church also teaches us that it is in Jesus Christ that the mystery of the human person is revealed. And the mystery about the human person is only revealed in Christ because he is fully human. He is flesh and blood, as the writer of the letter to the Hebrews tells us. And what the writer of the letter to the Hebrews tells us is that it really matters that Christ becomes like us um, because in becoming like us his sacrifice on the cross becomes 
effective for us. Um, now, this is uh, this is this is different to the way that uh, that Martin Luther would have thought about it with uh, his theology of uh, imputed um, just justification, where rather what Christ does on the cross is simply sort of attributed to us. Um, when God looks at us, he sees a sort of white cloak of Christ put on around us. But on the inside, in our hearts, we're not ultimately transformed. And it doesn't matter that we're ultimately transformed. Whether we change or not on the inside doesn't really matter, so long as what God sees on the outside is Christ. And then this is how we get into certain areas of Reformed theology, into the idea of an elect. Um, because if you don't have an idea of an elect who are always um, predestined from before all time to be saved and others who are predestined uh, from all time to be condemned, if you don't have that idea, then everybody's going to be saved because how do you decide who is sort of cloaked with the white garment and who's not? Whereas the Catholic view of the atonement says that what happens to my heart, what changes in me as a result of living out my my baptismal vows, um, that this does really matter. Um, and on one level, that might sound like bad news because it does mean that I'm not going to be saved um, simply because of the fact that I was baptized. But on another view, I think it's much, much better news because it does really say that I am of consequence, um, that your life, that the way you live has real meaning. And we see how important that is to us when we look at children. Um, when a, a child reaches a certain age and uh, you try and uh, do something for them that they think they're now capable of, well, you see a very upset and annoyed um, reaction. Um, they want to do it uh, for themselves. Um, and it should be like that um, with us, although we shouldn't resist the, uh, the assistance of Christ because we won't be able to do anything good without him. Um, but something of that childlike quality where we think that actually it really matters that I do it as opposed to somehow presuming that Christ will save me, um, whatever I do, that matters. And then we see how this also, um, what the, the writer to the letter, the Hebrews, tells us sort of affects the way that we think about who Christ is and why it matters that he became fully human. Because we're called into life in Christ. We're called to participate in his, in his life. Um, and if Christ doesn't become like us, then we can't become like him because we couldn't simply become like God by desiring to be so. Um, but because Christ becomes fully human, he becomes like us. But because his humanity is united to a divine nature, it means that we can also share in his divine life. Um, now, I appreciate that, that some of that is sort of heavy theology um, and heavier than sometimes I, I am on these words for today's, but I think it really, really does matter um, that because Christ um, is fully divine, his sacrifice on the cross is of infinite value um, and pours out infinite merits upon the world, but his sacrifice is meaningful for us and becomes something that we might participate in because he shares in our human nature. He's like us 
in all things apart from sin. And so the the Christian in the in the in the Catholic conception of the atonement has a has a much loftier role, is called to a, a much greater dignity because we're called to to participate in the very life of Christ who became like us in flesh and blood. And so how you live, how I live, truly matters. It means that you are a person of real consequence. And so I want to close now by uh, playing a, a hymn which um, played a little earlier on our, our Saints for the Year program. It's a, a beautiful setting by uh, Josh Garrels and a number of other music, musicians of uh, St. Teresa of Avila's beautiful reflection on how Christ has nobody now but yours. Uh, a hymn which uh, says rather more succinctly um, than I have just said that what you do matters um, because Christ now lives in you and uh, that the, the visible face of Christ on the earth is his church, the body of Christ of which you are a part of real, real importance. Are the hands with which he blesses all.